Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, producing the outdoor the door, outdoor show this morning. Spit it out, Mick. Is Jace, our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, looking at weather, 71 down on the island in Galveston, and uh, looks like another pretty day ahead of us. I guess that front, whatever piece of it came through, wasn't much to it, but... Uh, Looks like sunshine and clouds mixed today. High of 77. South winds 15 to 25. They're down right now. There's no wind at all. And uh, for tonight, partly cloudy skies with gusty winds. Low of 71. South southwest winds at 20 to 30. And then for tomorrow, west southwest at 15 to 25 with a high of 77 and partly cloudy skies. So a little change here. A little bit cooler, but uh, still nice weather for this time of year. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I really like it. All right, looking at uh, Galveston Channel tide predictions today. We have a high coming up this morning at 7.37 a.m. It's a 1.1, and then a low at 12.20 p.m. and 0.8, and then a high at 5.04 p.m. this evening. It's a 1.0. 6.34 a.m. at sunrise. And 6.25 p.m. is sunset. Our moon phase is 90%. And uh, don't forget to set your clocks forward tonight because sunrise tomorrow will be an hour later, according to the clock. It'll be at 7.32 a.m. So, plus you'll have another hour daylight late in the evening, 7.25 p.m. sunset. So, here we go. All right. Looking at uh, current conditions right now, Galveston Channel down there, they're showing 71 degrees with 74-degree water, a south wind at 6, and at Eagle Point it's 74 degrees with 76-degree water, south wind at 8, and at Morgan's Point up in the top end of the complex, it is 67 degrees with 73-degree water and a northeast wind at 8. So winds have already shifted south down on the coast and up on the top of the complex is still northeast. What's left of that little front that kind of tried to come through anyway. All right, well, let's uh, let's run over to Samine Lake and let's check in with old Captain Bill Watkins this morning. Bill, good morning. How are you, man? Oh, man, doing great. How about yourself? Oh, it's good to be better. It's all good. I'll tell you what. Yesterday, yesterday was one of those days that... Uh, Reminded me of the old days. 
have fish were just almost almost everywhere I stopped. Uh, it, it just was uh, incredible. Trout, 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 trout. Um, but of course, they threw me a curve at first. I had a I had all my game plan laid out. I knew exactly what reef I was going to fish, and the tide level was perfect for it. The watercolor was okay, and man, I went in there and stuck that fire pole down and said, "Throw here." Uh, guess what? Nothing. 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 <laughs> I said, "Well, tell you what, boys." I said, "Don't worry." I said, when that sun clears the bank over there in the east, you just get ready because they'll come up here. Well, the sun got completely clear 30 minutes later, and we ain't caught a fish. Now I have to totally rework my game plan. <laughs> yeah, you're behind the eight ball now, buddy. I, oh, already? And, uh, hole number two. <laughs> yeah, hole number two comes around and I ain't got nothing hole number three now I'm beginning to get panicky and throw it out there a few times and we caught a 22 inch black drum and the redfish that had been in that spot were non-existent and I'm like oh what happened <laughs> then it dawned on me the fresh water had backed up. Fish went with it. A little time, and the trout went with it. Yep. Redfish, redfish were still around. Our timing was off on them. Still had a high tide coming in. Slow, easy, topped out high tide. I told them guys, I said, okay, I think I know what to do. Let's go. Now this is like eight thirty in the morning, and. We got this drum in the boat, okay? Yeah. Well, at least it's still early, you know. I started going. I started going north, and uh, I mean, you have days like this, and, and the conditions of weather's perfect. You know, I got a a light northwest wind about five. Yeah. <laughs> you can't beat this, and uh, I go to position number four, top four trout. And then that hole was empty. I said, okay, my theory's right. Keep going north. Busted up into the lake. Went around Bluebuck Point and hit a piece of shell bank. You know, good high tide, still mm -hmm. topped out. Man, immediately. Caught 10 on the first drift. Go to the next place. Eight more. Go to the next place. I think we must put, oh, I don't know, seven or eight in there. And uh, by by 11.30, the tide had started out, of course, and uh, we were way up in the lake. But every, every shell pad I hit on the way back, they'd already backed off the bank by then, so I started out. Right, and I'd, I'd hit them little flat, sh hard shell pads, and stick the fire pole down out there at about six foot of water, and I'd say, "Throw right there, instant hookup." 
I love it when you can when you can oh, point yeah. to it and say throw right there and Makes first cast nice. gets a hookup. Yeah, after that I couldn't do anything wrong. You know, like from zero to hero. And then, you know, then you start getting questions about how did you know those fish would be there? That's just time on the water is all that is. Be out there and be observant, pay attention. Right. And you get those GPS waypoints set up, you know, by various and sundry means. You either get out there and stick your power pole down and hear shell crunch, or you see birds working over an area, or but it's all time on the water, every bit mm-hmm. of it. There is no shortcut to that. I no. mean, you can have you can have some somebody that knows all that show you how to do it. But even if you you know if you don't have a, enough knowledge to get behind it and figure it out, it's still hard for you to do until you learn yourself. And then once you get that, you know, you can have days like I had yesterday. You know, catch 50 or 60 trout and just keep, you know, what everybody wanted. And uh, these guys are fish eaters. So, of course, we're on Louisiana side, so we kept 38 trout for the the three of them. Meat haul. uh, Oh, yeah, some meat haul. And we had one four-pound trout in the bunch. And I'll, I'll tell you what, it got... It got caught on a uh, uh, skitter walk, topwater bait, and uh, no surprise there. He had a good topwater day. He was the only one throwing it. The rest of us throwing plastic or lelays or whatever, Mm -hmm. and uh, he did did catch the biggest trout in a kind of an odd spot. You wouldn't have thought that trout would have been up in that bow that far. But uh, there was some pretty nice fish in there. And uh, still, we ain't got a redfish all morning. So at 12.30, I told them, I said, okay, tide's right now. Let's uh, let's go down uh, below the bridge, and we'll find find our redfish. Pulled up there, and redfish were literally running bait up on the bank. He's shoving pogey up into the shell. Right. Their backs are sticking out of the water. And oh, man. Those boys were fascinated with that. I ain't never seen that. Amazing. And shoot, I pulled up there and saw those birds standing on the bank, those egrets. I said, oh, okay, they're here. Get ready. And uh, we hadn't even got in. Cowbirds. <laughs> got, yeah, got spotlocked. Yeah, man. Got spotlocked, and, uh, and it wasn't three minutes till one of those reds run up on the bank. And uh, <laughs> kind of like an orca chasing seals, uh-huh. he got he got beached himself on that steep bank and flopped back in the water. And wow, I ain't never seen nothing like that. I said, Yeah, they will do it. Oh and, yeah, they uh, will. I've seen them run up on the bank and get away from a bull shark too, and a shark will beach himself and grab that red and just back off into the water like a dog chomping on him. Oh, that, I've bone. never seen that one, but I'm sure it happened. I saw that wade fishing, and I was uh, standing literally in uh, several bull sharks. We we uh, got in the boat. After we saw that redfish pushed up on that shell bank we were wading, I, said, <laughs> I think we might ought to bow out of here. I think so. <laughs> Good they were snapping. 
the sharks oh, were. Oh, shoot. And we'd already, I mean, as soon as we walked out there, everybody bowed up on reds. And I said, boy, this, this makes it look easy. And then then uh, <laughs> one of them got beached by a shark and another guy got bit off. And I said, man, that's a big one to swallow a whole red and bite your line into. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's roll. Uh, yeah, I'm out of you know, here. Yeah, yes, sir. I don't yeah. want to. I'd be high stepping until I got out of on the well, on luckily the, bank, the boat so. was right there, and we walked up on the dry shell and walked over to the boat and got in it and went somewhere else. So, yeah, you know, that, that's our true. reds over here are doing the same thing. They're they're up against the banks now. You know, the slot reds, all them bulls are still yeah. out in the middle running that deep water, but but the uh, the slot reds, they're they're skinny. Same thing. Here. Yeah. These and, and the funniest thing, there were no redfish on the banks in the lake, not where I went. Mm-hmm. And I did go to several places, and uh, they weren't out on the shell pads, but uh, got down in the channel where that tide was rushing, and uh, actually it was too much tide. I mean, that, I spotlocked that trolling motor, and it was on nine, I mean, stretched it. out. Yeah. Yeah, and then, then there was a line of big ships coming right by us. Oh, boy. That's a narrow spot right there, and there was like five ships come by. And uh, finally, it come up a rainstorm. It wasn't raining anywhere else in the world. Amazing. But it was raining right there. I didn't and see any rain around around here yesterday, no mist or anything. That's crazy. Yeah, it, got, it rained enough to get us kind of wet. Yeah. And at the last second, I grabbed my rain jacket out, and they just got wet. I said, sorry, boys, I just got one ain't going to fit any of you. Too bad. I always make sure my slicker's in the boat on a 10 to 20% chance of rain. That's usually when you're going to get it. That's when you're going to get it. You're right. Always. You never fail, man. <laughs> but then I, I drove out of it. I drove about a mile or whatever back to the bridge, and it was dry. Yeah. And before <laughs> before we left, our clothes were dry. Sun popped Amazing. out, and it was still raining down there. I mean, it got bigger and bigger, and finally got up into a big old red blob on the radar and moved wow. over to Cameron. Yeah, but you could not stay there and fish. I mean, <laughs> it's like you're seeing sun on both sides of a rainstorm, and you're right in the middle. Right. How does that even happen? I, I said, <laughs> you know what? I, what this is telling us is uh, – We've got enough fish, and God's saying, leave. It's time to go home. And they agreed. <laughs> we just took on off to the landing. And, uh, but that was uh, that was a good day. I wish I had two or three days in a row like that. That'll, that'll, that'll get the stiffness out of your neck real quick, man. Let me knock this break oh, yeah. out, Bill. Hang on a second. I'll be right, right. back to you, buddy. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. Easy to find right in downtown Belleville. Look for the big white sign. Their meat market and processing facility are right next door to one another. Just uh, exit off uh, at Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Just uh, go downtown and pull on in. And uh, this week they're double featuring their green onion pecan smoked sausage and their habanero pecan smoked sausage you can try it before you buy it free samples are always available and on special homemade hot dogs they're original or with cheddar cheese 
buy two, get the third pack free. And always at the Belleville Meat Market, fresh ground beef daily is just three fifty nine a pound when you buy it in bulk at 10 pounds or more. And if you still got uh, venison in the freezer you want to get processed, try out their Vinny Dogs or Hog Dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. You can bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. And the Belleville Meat Market has been celebrating over 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 419 here in the Bayou City. All right, Bill, we're back. Yeah, Bob uh, sent me a picture that you had a trout that smoked a Chartreuse Lee had it in head first, way down in his mouth <laughs> that you sent to him. Yeah, I had to send him that. He said, that well, it a... looks like it might be a good report from Bill in the morning. He sent me this. <laughs> looks like he's whacking them today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoot, and I had three good fishermen yesterday, too, which made it easy. That that does help, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it wind them up and watch them do it. Right. That was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, by the way, that croaker that was uh, on oh, there. Oh, the Charlie God. Oh God, what a croaker! Yeah, that's a that's a toad right there. That was that's uh, that is a new croaker record. Yes. <laughs> well. And where in the world are the other big ones? I know. You know that, there was a bunch like that. Yeah, you think you you would think that. Uh, It'd be hard to break that old five pound or whatever record that it was. I think the record is five sixty seven, something like that. That's, I, I remember that, and that was from back when I was a kid. Now the world record, uh, oh man, it was eight, a little over eight and a half pounds, caught up uh, somewhere up around Boston or Virginia yeah. or somewhere like that. Remember that one, that guy? That's an old picture. Yeah, but. That's way back there too. But the Texas State record, I believe, is five sixty something. That's what I remember, and uh, my dad hooked one like that one time at Rollover Pass, and we didn't have the net up on the bridge, and he couldn't get that thing up in the air. It was so big, he couldn't. It was going to break his rod, and he started trying to hand over hand the thing, and it fell off the hook. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's. 
that was one of the biggest croakers I'd ever seen. It probably was six to eight pounds, somewhere in there. Right. But uh, and I I had one in my boat that was oh right when I first started guiding we caught a like a four and a half or five, and uh, I mean that's that's a one in a million croakers. <laughs> But eight pounds? Oh, come on! Well, I, I, I was fascinated. I was just a little bit off, Bill. Uh, the state record, Texas state record, Atlantic croaker, was uh, five point four seven pounds, right at five and a half pounds. That's close. And uh, the length on that fish was. Let me go back to it. Already jumped away from it, but uh, the length on that fish was twenty nine inches. Man, that must have been a skinny croaker. It must have been. That was caught on April 24th, 2002, by a guy named Paul Straw on a squid. That's what he's using. Oh, baby. Charlie called his on artificial. That is fantastic. I'm just, uh, I'm blown away. And, you know, as small as our croaker are now, that's oh, just, no, uh, that's just, a, I that's, hope that is a, it's like a book deer thing. coming out of any, just out of nowhere, you know, that's, oh yeah, yeah, surprising, <laughs> you know, I caught a big God. one like that over at Sabine Lake years ago, back in 99 or 98, caught it on a tail weight fish, and I thought I had a big red on, I'm just horse, oh yeah, it, and I get it up there and saw that, and I'd like to drop my teeth, I go, man, I grabbed that thing, and he went on the stringer. He was in my Easy Bake Oven that night. Fresh <laughs> croaker. <laughs> oh, heck yeah, man. I, I wish that would be a sign of things to come. Wouldn't that be I nice? It, oh, I'd love to see those things come back. Yeah. Just for the fun of catching them, you know. They pull like freight train. Yes, they do. They are some bad-to-the-bone little old fish for their size. Yeah. Pound for pound, they're... Uh, they're pretty gnarly. <laughs> Great bite. Yep. And even Absolutely. better table fare. Yeah, they are. I'd rather have a bag of fillets off of those than any other fish out of our bay system. Yeah, they're that tasty. I'll, I'll give them right up there with that uh, that bull whiting. That's, well, yeah, I, you know. but those fish, Those fish are as good as anything you can put in your mouth <laughs> but uh yeah croakers and and whiting and uh even the lowly sand trout if you cook them fresh right they're just a fine delicate flavor but they don't grow that big anymore what do they call a whiting other than that name i'm trying to look gulf, for it. it's a gulf a kingfish it's gulf what? kingfish Gulf, king Gulf kingfish. Gulf kingfish. Yeah. Well, let me look here. We'll see what the record whiting is for <laughs> Gulf kingfish. Let's see. I don't know why they call them whiting because they're camo color. <laughs> mm-hmm. Purplish tan, mottly looking things. I see a southern kingfish. Oh, here it is. Gulf kingfish. 238, 19 and a half inches long. Shoot, I've caught one that big. <laughs> that was uh, the record. 19, 1995. Then a southern kingfish is 3.62, 22 inches long. I wonder what the difference oh, okay. is. I have no idea. 
Yeah. Myself. Hmm. But anyway, that's that's a that's an astounding catch, an eight pound croaker. Yep, uh, sand sea trout is six twenty five, twenty three and a half inches long, and a silver sea trout, which is the gut, what we call the guff trout, is six ninety one, twenty four right. inches. That's another fine fish right there. Yes. Well, oh man, trout are really cool. Hey, we used to we used to have sand trout over here that were just kind of like purple backed gold fins and mm-hmm. man those things were stocky tail little stubby looking tails yeah man those things that's a fine fish what do your neighbors next door call them the Cajuns call them what white trout white trout white trout. Yeah, that's what they call white trout lives in the Gulf. You don't hardly ever get them up in the bay. Out there around the rigs. Right. And uh, we used to uh, we used to catch a lot of those. When we found them, we whacked them. And, uh, you know, we'd fillet them on the boat. Back then it was legal to do that. Yeah. And uh, we just, I had a cutting board. I'd bolt to the side of the boat real quick and, we just, you know, when fishing slow down in the middle of the day, I'd start filleting. And I used snow ice. I had access to a snow ice machine. And I'd just uh, pack those fillets in that snow ice. And, man, I mean, when we got home, we didn't have anything to clean up. I wish you could still do that. Oh, I'm telling that you. Was, uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, people catch- have a way of. Fudging around the system, you know. That's why they stopped yeah. things like that. They took advantage of it. Yeah, that's true. State record sheephead is uh, 1525, 15 and a quarter God. pounds. It was 26 and a half inches long. That's big as Man, a serving ma- platter. Oh, I'm telling you, can you imagine? That's a wash tub. Giant. <laughs> that was caught back oh, in 2002 bet- also in a lower Laguna Madre. I bet that thing pulled good. And there Cliff <laughs> Lip Webb's backyard. Yeah. That was caught on a live shrimp. One of the gill straps, the guy that caught it. I talked to a fellow that went to the jetty yesterday with live shrimp, and he caught three sheephead. It was all he was able to scratch out of there. So the jetty's not ready yet. Well, I'm surprised to see this. Jack Ravel state records 50 and a quarter pounds. It was 52 oh, inches long. What a jack. Oh. Oh, how would you like to hook that on a trout rod and have to wrestle that thing forever? Boy. Not me. Wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> if I find out I got one of them on, I'm just going to lock the spool up and I used to eat record ladyfish is seven pounds. It was 30 inches long. I believe that. <laughs> Boy, how about wow. hooking, up, hook, hooking up on that with a topwater and all that dancing and flipping? And... Oh, good grief. Oh, and it, that's probably... what it was caught on was a Zara Spook one-knocker. Oh, gosh. A guy named Ralph Brookshire caught it, and uh, that was back in August of 2020 in the Brownsville Ship Channel. I've had those things do backflips across they're the center of the boat and into the water <laughs> on the other side. They're psycho That's just fish. Scary. Yeah, they're psychos. 
I tell you what, those big ones like that, they're dangerous when you're wade fishing. You got them, you know, hooked with a multi-hook bait like a topwater, and they're all flying through there and jumping all over you while you're trying to keep them off of you wading. They're they're dangerous, (laughs) just like a Spanish mackerel. Shoot, they're dangerous in the boat. They come flying up in the air and land in the boat, do all kind of crazy crap. Yeah, you got to watch out, man. And you don't have any idea when they're going to launch. They just, you hook it, and he might be in the boat on the next flip. Right. Oh, man, things are crazy. That is a psycho fish. They're just probably as terrible as any tarpon. They're just not as big. Right. And they're hard to hold on the hook, too. I mean, their mouth is tender. And uh, fortunately, most of them get off before you get your hook back. I dread seeing them show up, but in a way, they help me find trout a lot of times. I mean, where they are, there's lots of bait, and if there's bait that thick, there's going to be trout around there somewhere. Right. You just have to pick around it and find them, because there's always more ladyfish than there is trout. Crazy. That's a crazy fish. But, uh, this this one every time I look it up, see if it's changed any. Blaine Blaine caught a Spanish mackerel one time. It was after the freeze back in. Uh, it was in the year of 1990 after we'd had those two freezes back to back: the December '89 freeze and the February '90 freeze. And for whatever reason, Trinity Bay was full of huge Spanish mackerel, and. Uh, Blaine caught one on Fisher's Reef waiting. I was there with him. He had a party, and uh, he kept it and filleted it at the dock, and it was over 10 pounds, and the state record still 8.74 pounds. Oh, I witnessed that good. with my own, own eyes. I watched him weigh it at Thompson's. He filleted <laughs> a state record Spanish mackerel. <laughs> it was just over 10 pounds. This one was 8.74, but it was 34 and a half inches long. Man, oh man. That's long. That's long and lean. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I bet that sucker fought. It did. Caught it on the top water. Mm. Wow. If I, if I remember yeah, correctly, you... Blaine was throwing a, a super spook. <laughs> that's something, man. Yep. Well, that boy yesterday was throwing a, uh, a skitter walk, the smaller one. Right. And it kind of had an iridescent black back and silver sides, but it was iridescent. It's a beautiful color. And they they just couldn't leave that thing alone. Man. He'd pull them up out of six foot of water and whack. <laughs> <laughs> and them small ones was trying to knock it out of the water. And every once in a while, a better one would come sailing in there and catch it. He put on quite a clinic. Well, Bill, I just looked at the clock. I got to go, man. I got carried away with you talking about all this stuff, and I've got to get after it. Well, hey, if somebody wants to come over and fish with you, Sabine, hook up with you, Bill. Give them some info, my friend. 409-673-9211. All right, buddy. Well, Bill, have a good one. I'm glad you had a great trip yesterday. That's good to hear, man. Yep, just like the old days. You have a good weekend, man. All right, you too, Bill. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. All right, it's time for a break. We'll be right back after these messages. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Conroe and check in with a fish dude this morning. Good morning, Richard. What's up? Not a lot, Mickey. How are you this morning? Oh, I'm good. You catching bait or what? I'm running a little behind, so I'll be be there in about 10 minutes. On the way to get bait. On the way to get bait. That's what it is. I presume you're going to start out hybrid fishing this morning. Well, of course. Got to try them a little bit anyway. Give You're them a one shot. sick individual. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's the thing. Every minute of it. There ain't no doubt. And then, then if they don't want to act right or if they do want to act right, we're going to go jump on some catfish. So we'll see how they want to do. And then and them give you a bass. So they're, they're being weird. They don't want to eat a frog for me right now. They'll hit at a frog, but I can't get them to eat it. That's what's. I love frog fishing this time of year because you got a lot, a lot of that that shoreline vegetation and stuff right. coming out. You got you got lily pads everywhere. You got this and you got that coming up. And, and uh, normally they'll eat the heck out of a frog, but I just they just hit it. They you know they're just popping it. They won't they won't eat it. You know you guys like don't throw lizards any y'all anybody ever throw lizards any more than big old lizards. You know, we used to double rig them. You know, put a trailer hook and make them weedless and 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 run them through all that you know grass and stuff. A lot of people, a lot of people still do, but most for the most part, there's not very many people lizard fish anymore. You know, I mean, it's still it's still a very effective way to to catch them. There ain't no doubt. But you know, you put one on and throw it on Mm. a bed. If you see one on a bed, they'll eat it pretty quick. You know, other than that, you know, most people throwing, you know, different stuff. Like I, I'm throwing those assassins, whether it be, whether it be a shad assassin, or those tap outs, and I just do those weightless over the top of that grass and right. jerk it, and you know, do, just do different things with it. And then you got that, like that RSB worm. You've got, you've got a, uh, you take and just with it, it's just got a tail, so you just throw it out there and just reel it in slowly with a light weight across the top of that grass and that's a really effective way too but you know one of the things i've I've seen and i don't know if it's just me subconsciously doing this but this for some reason this time of year white and pink that's the colors that i can see usually 
do pretty good because I can see them, I think. I, mm-hmm. I know what the fish are. You know, I'm throwing it in front of these beds or suspected bedding areas a lot of times because when I'm on the water, I'm looking for certain things this time of year. You know, most of the fish are on beds, so you want to either spot the fish or spot the location. How do you spot the location? A lot of right. times it's going to be a bright, a lot of times it'll be a real bright, sandy spot in an area. You know, say you got that tannic looking water where it's, you know, kind of like tea, tea stained yeah. looking water. You'll be looking, looking at that water and all of a sudden there'll be this one bright spot. Well, there's a little dark line in the middle. That's your fish. So, you know, looking at, looking at that, that's one way. In, inside the vegetation, you look for holes within the vegetation because they'll, they'll beat out a, a spot in the middle and there'll be a hole in the middle of it. So that'll be the bed inside all that vegetation. So that's what I'm looking for when, you, when I'm doing that. So from a distance, you can see those, those holes in the vegetation. So that's what I typically throw at. And, and throwing a frog across there, man, most of the time, it's just explosive. I mean, when they hit it, they just, uh, it, uh, they just, they're trying to kill it. I mean, they do. They don't want that frog anywhere around. But like right now, it's it's just weird. The past two days, they just they'll, they'll just hit it one time and it's just let it go. They they don't like get out of here. You know, that they just don't. They're not even that bothered by it. I don't know what's going on, but it, it it's just strange. So, but the tap out's still working really good. So. That's, I, I can't complain about it. You know, doing, like I did at the show where I rigged up weedless and, you know, had a little miniature Carolina rig, about a, a you know, six, eight inch liter, uh, changing your hook size. I'm, I'm using about a three out right now because I want it to, to kind of sink but not sink fast. I want it to be a, a really slow fall with that, you know, kind of meandering where it goes side to side as it's sinking action and then i'll jerk it like a jerk bait and when you jerk it like that it darts side to side underwater like a like a miniature zero spook or zero spook underwater you know just it darts side to side and then you'll pause it as it falls it starts that that fall again usually when you stop it and it starts that fall they'll pick it up and take off with it i mean there's easy no doubt about it because you'll go to you'll go to twitch it again and it's already tight and running Mm-hmm. So you just you just you just jerk on that rascal, and then he goes to jump. And that's like the other day we had, I had some guys out, and we were in this one little area, and we were seeing them. I mean, we could see the rascals down there, but couldn't get them to bite. And uh, just before we left out of there, I hooked into one about four and a half, and it just you know that that rascal on on that tap out, it was a pink looking one, and uh, so. It, I just twitch that rascal along, and then, like I say, just stop it, and then next thing you know, it tightens up, sets a hook, about a four and a half pound fish, and she wasn't even, she didn't even look like she was ready to go yet. I mean, she was full as she could be, but her vent wasn't red or anything, you know. It was just like she had just showed up to spawn, mm-hmm. and it's really strange because some of the water temperatures in the, you know, upper 70s. I mean, 77 is the water temperatures getting hot. And a lot of these areas on the north end, I'm not seeing any bedding bass. I'm just not seeing them. I don't know if it's it's my eyesight getting bad or what. I'm not. I'm just not seeing the fish. But 
I'm spotting the beds. I can't. I'm seeing some bucks out there, but I'm not seeing the big females, and yeah. I don't know why that is. It's really strange, you know, because I should be seeing some big, big fish right now, and I'm just not doing it. I don't know why. It's, a, it's weird, but it's what it is. But them hybrids, I'm gonna go harass them. You ain't kidding. I'm gonna harass the heck out of them this morning. And then them catfish, you know, dang good weather. Catfish don't stand a chance. The other day they turned out pretty big too. We everything we kept the other day was a good night. They were two and a half to about about four and a half pounds. So I mean, just a perfect size fish in my book. You know, that's I don't yeah. like them big big giant. The no. big giant rascals. Now, I'll say that. Now, we had one blue cat that was about six pounds. So that's not bad for a blue cat, you know. You get a blue cat like that, he's a, he's nice. He's a pretty nice one. So, you know, but other than that, I mean, like that, like I say, those two and a half to four and a half, ooh, wait. They might, when I see them, they make my mouth water. I get you know, I remember, um, you know, you were talking about those bass. You're just not seeing them on a nest. You're seeing some nests, maybe some males and stuff. I remember one year on Toledo Bend like that, and, uh, oh, man, what was that guy's name? He passed away in the middle of the night. He got up to go to the bathroom and, and died of a heart oh. attack, just fell out. Uh, Jim, uh, oh, gosh. But it, anyway, uh, he had one year that uh, – where everybody would position their boats to throw to the bank, that's where the bass beds were in that deep of water. They were they bedded deep that year. And, and that might, you know, he was having to fish farther out and then throw to that six to seven foot of water to catch those bed and bass. You couldn't sight fish them. You just had to, you know, just blind cast, and uh, they were using a lot of worms. And boy, they right. tore them up. I, I forget what year that was. That was right after I first started uh, doing this show back in around 2007, 2008, somewhere in there. There you go. See, and that may be what's happening right now. They may be backed off the bank where I cannot see them. And I've actually been using my active target in the scout mode. So I'm looking at that 180 degree pan view in front of me. And right. I'm spotting a bunch of them like that. But. It's the that is mentally for an old guy. It's hard to sit there and throw at something you're seeing on a screen. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I see them there, and I know they're there, and and I I can I'll throw at them a few times, but I'm not seeing the response that I want, so I get impatient and I leave. So, but I I still have to get in that mental mindset that I'm still bed fishing. It's just. I'm not actually looking at the the fish with my eyes. I'm seeing it on a screen, and that's that's the hardest thing for me to get beyond right there. And it's you know that you know, young guys can get get beyond it really quick. Older guys, you get to where you know this is the way I've done it for all these years. What makes it you know I how can I do it with this screen now? That's I love yeah. it, but it's it's a vicious thing where, you know, you, it, it kind of tears you. You want to go back to what you were always done in the past, especially during the spring, during the fall, where you can sure. where you can actually see those fish versus looking at a screen and throwing at them. So uh, it's, just, it's different. 
That was Jim Morris up there at Toledo Jim, Bend. Okay. I do remember Jim Morris. Yeah, it's been Joe, a long time old ago. Gun Show Joe just texted me, and uh, I knew it was Jim. I just couldn't remember his last name. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, there's, that was a long time ago. Good night. And there's there's another. There's been a couple other ones over there that were really good. That that thing, and I can't. I'm like you. I, I think about them, and I I can picture their faces, but I can't remember their names for nothing. I know. So <laughs> I, it's horrible. CRS. <laughs> yeah, <is>. exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I got to roll. I got to go to Charlie next. I can catch you bait and catch them up, and uh, have a good day, Richard. I hope you do good, buddy. Throw them out some info. Yep, all right, Mickey, you want to get, get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at com, or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, man. Richard, have a good one. See you, buddy. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. Okay, take care. All right, now let's run down Matagorda Way. Let's check in with Captain Charlie P. this morning. Charlie, what's happening? Good morning. How are hey, you? You fair to middling this morning or barely, yeah. barely middling? No, no. <laughs> fair to middling. Sleeping in today. Resting there you up. go. Yep. Well. And enjoying this beautiful weather all week long. Been nice. Man, when's the last March you saw like this? <laughs> With no wind in March. Holy isn't that, cow. Isn't that something? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's It's got to be coming. Oh, it's that's, who, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I said, "Man, don't let your guard down. You better enjoy this while we got it, because it's fixing to start blowing." <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> nice weather. Water looks good. Catching enough fish to make them happy, and, and that's what's oh. going on. Boy, you gotten a lot of mileage out of that big old croaker. You think I I don't think a big trout would get as much talk as that croaker of yours. Everybody's <laughs> going, send me a picture of it. <laughs> it was a good one. That's a that's a toad, buddy. Yep. I'd like to have a bay full of them. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I might quit trout fishing. I might just switch. Yep. Give me some double drop tempting. leaders and some peel some dead shrimp and go to nuking croakers, man. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you can make a lot of people happy, I tell you. I guarantee make myself happy, too. I didn't have to steal some in place from my customers, take home and fry. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that since, since we had that cold weather at Christmas, we – that bay was so full of sand trout. The Gulf trout had moved in. And I know, we had they didn't come one. back, did they? We have not caught one, one since Christmas. That's since that crazy. Weather. That I don't understand at all. Not at all. But, I mean, they were so plentiful. Right. They were a pain in the butt what they were. But, I don't know. I I'd like to have some to take up slack over this way. Pretty lean over there, huh? It's, uh, boy, up my way, it's, man, it's a hit or miss deal. You make a wrong turn, you're going to have a bad day. If you're not there when it, it just, it's just what it is right now. Did Big Trinity Base salt got, you back up? 
Yeah, salty? I mean, it's it's still fresh across the back end, but all the places the fish normally are this time of year is good and salty. Water's clean. You know, the East yeah. Shoreline's got some fish over there, but I'm not going to go over there and put in at four in the morning and fight somebody for a spot to wade. I mean, it's just there's about three or four spots over there that are holding a few fish, and it's just it's covered up. That's the way wade fishing is nowadays, man. Just everybody knows the spots, and yeah. And if you catch them, there's one day somebody's seen you. Don't expect to go back there the next day. <laughs> there's somebody there. And you got to weed through a lot of fish to get your limit if you're into keeping fish. And most of those guys that fish over there, they they kill them all. They keep yeah. them, which is fine. If the law says they can do it, do it. Yeah, but uh, and the red showed up this week. You know they got shallow. Oh, the slots, all them big bulls still roaming the middles of the bays. You see a school of birds working. If you want bulls, just pull in and get. Hey, help yourself. Get all you want. Now these reds, we've caught a lot of redfish this week, drifting out in the East Bay. I mean a lot, and they're all twenty-one to twenty-three inches. I guess there are all those 18 and 19s that we had been releasing several years ago are right size now, but yeah. they're plentiful, yep. a lot of them. Well, that's why they're, uh, they're slots now, because you couldn't keep them when they were that size, and now they're keepers. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yep, put them back in the water. Yep. They grow quicker yep. than people think. Yeah, I think they do. Think they do. Hell, I they keep waiting to so hear from one of you Matagorda hounds over there of a big mammoth trout coming out of that bay over there. I can't believe nobody's popped a a really big one yet. No, I haven't. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. Lee waited with a customer yesterday all day long. And they caught very few trout, but a lot of redfish on the shoreline mm-hmm. in East Bay, but. I know they got that Legends tournament coming up here next weekend, I think. Uh, March 20, 23rd or 24th, somewhere in there. It's uh, yeah. a couple of weeks away. So, there's some power boats running around over here. Already sniffing around, buddy. Oh, yeah. I think most of them will go the other direction, though. It's just... Uh, the bigger fish that we're catching over here are drifting. You know, we'll release a 25 to 27 or 28, you know, right. several times a week. It used to be common, but several times a week is big time now. Oh, yeah. No doubt. You know? I mean, that's yeah. I like that guy in that uh, West End Anglers tournament caught that uh, nine-pounder. That was just yeah. a boy. Unicorn. Wow. Just boom. That was a real shocker for around here. We hadn't seen a fish like that come out of Galveston Bay in a long time. Well, I know we still have some here. They're not all gone. Yeah, I'm sure we do here. It's just uh, there's so few few and far between. You know, people don't realize how many big fish used to be swimming around in our bodies of water. I mean, big trout. And uh, yeah. somebody caught a big one every day or several a day. And it, uh, now it's a rare deal. 
really is. One of these days, maybe. One of these days. That uh, tournament's going to be 24, 25th, and 26th. Yep. Yep. Hopefully, they'll have some good weather for it this time. Well, we're on a Seems good stretch plotting. right now. <laughs> Boy, we are. And uh, Boy, we are. I'm not going to stick my neck out on that one. I would, If I was a betting man, I'd bet on bad weather for that weekend. <laughs> Just because it's <Yeah>. them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is right. You know how that works. You've been in the middle yeah. of that scenario a million times. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I uh, went over Throw all the pre-fishing right out the window. You know, you spend a whole week pre-fishing ahead of one, and the weather changes, and then everything that you had is gone. It's blown out. Forget that, yeah. And that's the way it was most of the time. Always. You know? Exactly. It's funny. It's funny. I went over to West Bay yesterday to fish a reef with these older guys that I had. And yeah. Damn, porpoises are just, oh, and they're just everywhere in West Bay. Isn't that crazy? I mean, everywhere. You look out and they're just rolling everywhere. Intercoastal, full of them. Boy. I haven't seen any in, in East Bay lately, but uh, they must be on the east end of the bay. They are plentiful. Well, you can bet they're where the most food is. Yeah. They're going to be where the food source is at. Yeah. Hopefully they're not eating all your trout up. Hopefully. <laughs> Supposedly they eat 25, 25, 25 or so trout every day. Amazing. Yeah. And y'all can only keep three. Right. Yep. Porpoises are... Uh... They're a predator to speckled trout and a lot of other fish. They eat yeah, flounder, what, too. What eats a porpoise? What predators do they have? They're, uh, I don't know of any. Maybe a killer whale? I don't know. That's a good question. I've never seen a shark go after, you know, a porpoise. No, I hadn't either. Great white's probably the only damn one that eats them. And we don't have them. Well, so I guess they're just multiplying. For years, all I've ever heard since I was growing up was a porpoise, you know, a, a dolphin is a, uh, you know, if you got if you got dolphins, you don't have sharks. They deter sharks. Yeah. That could be a myth. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.